Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are in Southern California, where Amy Semple McPherson years ago started the real pro wrestling biz with evangelism, the place where John Griggs started the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, but most importantly, where Arena Center and Hadco Plaza birthed the local Lucha Libre scene. This is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond here with Alfredo Esparza. And uh, as usual, as yeah, usual. as usual, yeah, we deal with him. Yeah. We put up with him, and we're having a guest who we had on like over two years ago, and have been meaning to interview again because this was our best interview ever. We're here with Superboy, and along with uh, his supposed nephew, Principe Indu <laughs> Junior. I hear he's really his son, but that's for a, an angle up up the line. An angle exactly, up the line. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it is. Hey, hey, hey everybody. Cause, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not really bad. Uh, hey, everybody. How's everybody doing now? This amigos Superboy. Aquí estamos. Ya saben. Es www. LuchaWorld.com. LuchaWorld.com. You know, I just say that right now. And I, yeah. <laughs> you know, just a few right here, man. But no, it's, it's great to have you guys back. You know, it's been two years. And, uh, you know, hey. We were supposed to be here, like, months earlier. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're going to come eight. Yeah. Like, don't even give me a date. Just come. Yeah. Just show up. Show You'll up. be here. Yes. The doors are always open. <laughs> they never close at La Casa de Superboy. Ah, sí, es, efectivamente. So, yeah, you know, just go ahead and shoot. Very cool, man. Well, you know, we got so much awesome info from you, so many anecdotes and stories. I actually re-listened to that interview just a few days ago and said there's still so much to cover. Kurt came prepared unlike, I, unlike myself. We were, <laughs> we're, we're not prepared, right, Superboy? <laughs> we prepare through unpreparedness. I think that must be some sort of Buddhist Zen quote somewhere. You know, the weird thing is there was a lot of news this week in uh, Lucha. This is the true. Two weeks, and we were telling Superboy like because he was asking me about um, Triple Mania and um, Alberto Del Rio and yes, all yes. Other. So there was a lot of like I don't know if you knew about Dr. Wagner Jr. too. Like he returned to Triple A. Not really, not really. Yeah, you know what? I haven't been following up with Triple A. I'll be honest, since they took it off the air. You were. were and this is actually kind of funny because um, we were talking about Triple Mania having a night pay per view. And Superboy mentioned uh, it was on. He asked me like, "Is it?" I was going to tell him a story about the eye pay per view. First of all, it didn't work. Second, you know who? Guess who? Triple Mania decided to. They decided to do English commentary for English the show. Commentary, commentary yeah. yes, wow. English. Guess what wrestler they decided to ask Don't tell to me do? It was Conan. No, not Conan. He's too busy, <laughs> and he probably would have been fine because he works for the promotion. He would have known the names and everything. Exactly. Who would you think besides Conan they would ask? Besides Conan, yeah. uh, who's worked in Mexico, who, who worked in AAA, and you would actually like think it would be a bad idea, but they would actually go with it. <laughs> oh, uh, you're not talking about uh, um, Jack Evans? <laughs> no, no, he's actually that, that he might have been a good, good idea. Uh, Vampiro, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vampiro. So the show starts like ten minutes early, and Vampiro starts like. Like asking Hugo Savinovich was the other um, English commentary guy, and he's like, "So, um, what are you guys gonna want me to say on this? Because I don't follow AAA at all." <laughs> so, then, so actually, before that, a week before, like on I think on uh, Wednesday, he tweets out, um, "Nobody, I don't know anybody in AAA. I don't watch wow. AAA, and I wish somebody would tell me what I was I would do, what what I should do." 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking, I mean, they told you two weeks in advance. Shouldn't you yeah. like plan ahead? Exactly. You know, do your homework. You yeah. know, watch a couple of right? videos. Yeah, right. On YouTube, you know, uh, follow up on the weeks behind or the months behind. Yeah. And uh, it's, Super- it's real, real simple. Yeah, so with then, YouTube, it's easier than ever to get exactly. caught up on and anything. Get, get this. He, um, Hugo Savinovich tells him, I'll just throw it, a, throw it to you like for your Lucha Libre knowledge. He has no idea what's going on. So I'm like wow. thinking, if you're a wrestler... You guys are both wrestlers, like Vandal and Superboy are both wrestlers. <laughs> you guys can pretty much wing that part, right? Like, if, if somebody tells you what's going on, you would know more or less La Mesedora or, like, basic moves. Like, exactly. oh, that's a backbreaker, you know, call it. Well, it's real simple, you know what? As, you know, now being a, a, an MC. Yeah, yes, so super. We'll get to that and we'll get you know, to so, that. Yeah. yeah, so, you know what? I, I like to kind of narrate the, the matches from yeah. play by play. And it's real simple, you know, if you know... You know the lingo, you know the language, you know, it should be real easy. Yeah. You know, especially if you're a wrestler, you're a former wrestler, you know, things come naturally. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys, great guys out there. One of them that, uh, uh, Taz. Taz, yeah. Man, he's one of my all-time favorites mm-hmm. ever yep. since uh, Corinna Monsoon. Yeah. Oh, yes, you know, yes. Conan, I mean, you know, you could think, say a lot of stuff about him, but he can actually call the product, yeah, because he works yeah. for the promotions. So. Well, yeah, yeah, but not only that, like I said, you know, Conan has always been somebody uh, very interested in, 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 in lucha. Yeah, you know, like in knowing lucha what's going on, yeah. What's going on, what's going on around him, what's up and coming, everything. Sadly, you know? he wasn't. He wasn't busy <laughs> doing the other stuff. And he's actually in bad shape, too. Well, like maybe I they should have taken him uh, to um, that show he's doing. You know, looking for ghosts and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would say that. Maybe maybe they should have invited, like, had to call ghosts and stuff. So, yeah. you know, you know, it's so funny because um, he starts the show and um, Pero Aguayo Jr. comes out with Conan. Because t- the show opens with Alberto Del Rio. Okay. That was the big story. Alberto Del Rio showed up on Triple Mania. And he comes out and he's talking about how um, he, he came to the United States and he faced the, the biggest monster possible. And that monster is racism. And he was talking about how, how the W... And we'll probably talk about this a little more, too. Like, and he was talking about um, how, how it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much... Influence. What race. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to experience racism in the United States. Well, let me tell you one, one thing. Not only in the United States. In the whole, you know, yes. in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Believe it or not, when I went to Japan, I experienced it also. Yeah, really? In, yeah. in fact, yeah. in the last podcast, I remember you saying there were certain bars they would not let you exactly. in. Wow, you know, really? We had to take, uh, you know, like uh, somebody to you know, represent us and had to be uh, a Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he's talking about this, and as soon as he finished saying that he was El Patron, his new name is El Patron now. Okay. He can't be Alberto Del Rio. Although they mentioned about Alberto Del Rio a thousand times. He used the entrance music from WWE. Okay. So They're playing be, with fire. Yes, they're going to get in trouble <laughs> with WWE. Well, you know what? But I think they just did it because they want to introduce him. That's the easiest well, thing. Well, yeah, he's, uh, he still has some kind of clause with his yeah. contract. Yeah, the night but you know what? The thing, that, the thing that I was thinking that it gets to me, if he was fired, you know, uh, um, uh, there's still some stipulations. Or maybe he could even sue, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you just can't be fired, like, for yeah. you know, just for that. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how hard he hit him. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fact, tell, tell Superboy the whole Yeah, story. so basically the reason Alberto Del Rio is out of WWE is because, um, and this is actually the big story of the last three weeks, that, that came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I think it was a Raw show or a SmackDown, one of those shows. And um, he was in the the backstage, and they're getting the the buffet line or whatever. And he didn't hear it, but he was told it. 
the guy decided to make a joke about um, the, some other guy tells the guy um, you go wash your plate and he's like I don't wash plates that's Del Rio's job oh wow and so it got to Del Rio he came out and he asked him to apologize because he took offense to it mm-hmm. so the guy didn't apologize he made like a little like like you know, smirk like, yeah, like, a, like yeah fuck you you know like, yeah. so <laughs> Del Rio slapped him so then um, I guess it went to the WWE people and this guy, here's the other thing I found out. He handles social media for Twitter, so I, you know, like the WWE social right. media. Right. Somebody, you know, in that department, wouldn't they be more smarter than exactly you know, to make a comment like that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's dumb people. They're well, and this everywhere. particular person is really dumb that they're keeping him on because not just Del Rio. Apparently, he looks down on all the wrestlers. Yeah, as he's a like he's one of, just one of those assholes. Wrestlers you know? doesn't like the wrestlers all back Del Rio. But another thing that was coming out is their stock plummeted ever since the whole WWE network. Uh, so they've been looking Fire for any excuse to let people go. Wow. So they've was, left a lot, let a lot of people go. Well, you know what? That, that, that was a really bad move. And then, like, you know, I was for Latinos, you, right? Like, yeah, because we, you know, uh, WWE has some big Latino followers. You know, mm-hmm. it's big. Just you know, every time they come to San Diego, you know. It, you know, um, he gets the biggest pop. Oh, right. When it's the pop that Rey Mysterio gets in San Diego? And, um... The phone uh, is singing to us. It's important. Good morning, starshine. The earth says hello. You twinkle above us. Except we're not taking bong hits. (laughs) Yeah, we're not taking bong hits. We twinkle below. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, that was a really, really bad move. On, uh, on his behalf. Do you need to take this? We'll be talking about No, no, it's cool. <laughs> we got no problem pausing. Yeah. <laughs> it's still real. It's still real calling this. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wants to know something. Yeah. Let me, let me ask yeah, you. yeah, no problem. Pause. Let me answer real quick. <laughs> yeah, we had to have a brief intermission racism. there. I'm sure Fredo has put something very, very interesting did, between uh, files. Yes, it started. Oh, okay, it's yeah. rocking. So, no, no, but basically, yeah. Well, yeah, like it was a bad move on WWE to let him go. Like I said, you know, he, he's got a big Latino yeah, followers, and uh, uh, that wasn't the way to go. That yeah, I mean, it was. It, they could have suspended him. Done something but you know different, what? Uh, you know? The, Reprimanded. I mean, there's ways to yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, uh, as as his theme goes, and the name goes, um, I know for a fact that the name belongs to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not not long ago, I went to uh, uh, one of these parks over here by Crystal Lake, and they had a wrestling event, and it was from Knox. Um, Rick Knox. So the- no, yeah. Knox. Not Knox Pro, Pro, I think it's, Pro. Um, mm-hmm. it's Rikishi. Yeah, Rikishi. Oh, okay, yeah. So, you know what? I was surprised to see the WWE logo 
Really? Oh my lord! What were they <laughs> yes. thinking? They're just using it. And we're still profiting off the logo. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, wait a minute. You know, yeah, they had a booth. You what? know, when when he came when Kishi came out, you know, yeah. all the people ran to to the booth and they had the WWE logo, and you know. But once they heard the prices for the pictures and the autographs, <laughs> but when um, Sin Cara left um, w- when they got rid of him in WWE, all the promoters started put- putting up WWE on their on their um, banners okay. on their posters, <laughs> and they like some of them kept doing it. You know, some people mm. don't care, but then like some people started getting emails and messages telling them to take it down. Mm. But the ones who actually got pissed were Triple A because they were going to use him as a secret. Oh, okay. When Averno, yeah, yeah. when Averno mm-hmm. jumped, they kind of yeah. got pissed. Well, the, the thing is that you know Mexico is a different country. Yeah, yeah. And if they use the logo, yeah, they're not going to. You know, well, go what can they do? Yeah, you can't tell. Oh, go get take down those posters from the from the barrio. You know, they're going to happen with all these lawsuits for uh, psychosis for uh, La Parca for. Uh, Nicho, I mm-hmm. was the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, all the uh, Pentagon, yeah. era Pentagon, uh, uh, all the Pentagon other Negro. All they did was just change Negro to black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, La Parca, LA Park. Right. You know, so, and that's how it they It sounds got, like a silly name when you tell it to, like, American fans at the top. La Park. The, yeah, one of the top stars in Mexico is La Park. Yeah. LA Park. <laughs> Makes no sense. And then, and then they, you know, the Mexican people don't pronounce it right. Yeah. So they call Elia Park. <laughs> it's Elia Park. Yeah, Elia Park. Yeah, they pronounce it as a... Yeah. But see, that's like Alebrije and all those guys had the same problem with AAA when they were doing it, but they mm-hmm. didn't really... All they do is alter their mask and... Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And like, uh, for Sincara, the name he came up with... Mistesis. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's... Uh, it's him. Yeah. Everybody says it's you him. You know, the funny you know? thing is, like, remember, like, a couple of weeks, like, months ago, he was the big name that was, like, everybody was, like, so on the show, yeah. on the show, you know, you know him and Del Rio don't get along, right? Oh, yeah. So Del Rio, all of a sudden, now he's the top star, because he's coming off of racism. I mean, he's battled, he just got yeah. into, like, this whole issue, you know, the big Mexican guy who gets treated, mistreated in the evil United States, goes back to Mexico. He's a national hero now. Yeah. So and not only that, but, you know... Coming into the WWE, yeah, you know, and he didn't fail. He didn't everybody fail. in Mexico, that's our goal. That's our main goal. Mm-hmm. You ask anybody in Mexico, yeah, hey, what's your main goal? They'll, add, they'll answer you. My main goal is to, you know, go to the WWE. Yeah, go to the United States. Go to the, it's not as easy as they think. Yeah, you know, especially um, if you're a Latino because they screw up pushes of Latinos. They make it well when they gave Del Rio the baby face push. They went overboard with trying to show how Latino he is. Like every match is like, yeah. wow, doesn't he represent the Latinos well? Like, wow, he's really Latino, isn't he? <laughs> Look at that Latin guy. And of course, you know, and of course, everybody started like just, you know, of course, who gets the blame for it is going to be Del Rio. Yeah, and they turn on him. That's how WWE works. Like if it's it's not their fault, it's not the writers' fault. It's their fault. Yeah, they'll take a, they'll take Puerto Ricans and yeah. say they're from Mexico and yeah. think that people yeah. won't notice. Yeah. You know? It's like, like, like back in the old movies where they used to bring out uh, these um, Chicanos yeah. that didn't speak a word of Spanish. <laughs> yeah, they would try to like, talk like... Yeah, like, cholos and, like they were like, ¿Qué onda? What's up? Yeah, you're like, that's not... Like, oh, it's not even yeah. <laughs> It's funny, but not in the way they intended. Yeah, like, so, like... 
that was actually the big story. But then they topped it off by showing at the end of Triple Mania a, a, a video. They weren't supposed to show it on the feed, but oh. it ended up appearing. Rey Mysterio sent in a, a video telling everybody that he would be there soon. So it's like, oh my god, like, I want to hear like, the fallout. They're like for this turning one. it into like this whole thing where Whoa. you know Triple A's gonna get him. They're probably gonna like when they start running shows mm-hmm. here. Which I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with that. You've heard about this story, right? Yeah, I heard that they try to put a, a base out here for AAA. Yeah, and uh, you know what, man, I don't know. Do you have the L Ray network? Is that the first thing? Like- but you know, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Um, about a, a couple of months ago, maybe by the beginning of the year, uh, a lot of a lot of the wrestlers here were so excited. Why? Because they were gonna have AAA tryouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the guys that are early beginning in this business here, some of them were, eh, we're going to go down there and, you know, we're going to have the tryout. They were excited, you know, they was going to be in San Diego somewhere. But, you know, and they go, well, did you already inform yourself? And uh, oh, how much is this costing? And it's like, it was like 300 bucks just for inscription. And mm. um, it was very steep. It was very yeah. steep. Yeah, yeah. And, guys and just, that's if they like the audition. Yeah. You know, uh, so, mm-hmm. and guess who's behind it? Conan. Our friend Conan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I go, that, he, he, told, he told us about this like two years ago. Like, I know actually. Yeah, because we're shocked. We're shocked ago. that it's actually happening now because they had so many start dates and then it wouldn't happen. So we're, we're like, oh my gosh, it's really happening yeah, now. Yeah, because it was supposed to start like last year, I think. And then they switched it to this year. And then it was supposed to start during the summer. Mm-hmm. What time? What, what are we now? We're ending in We're pretty much in August. Yeah. It's supposed to happen. The tapings were supposed to happen uh, next, uh, the 24th. Okay. But PWG is running a, a show that week. And they're not... If you're Mexican, you're not, you don't even have to, have to worry about going to the AAA taping. They, exactly. want, they want the the white boys to do lucha. Well, yeah, <laughs> they want they the gringos to they, do that. Yeah. Well, you know, Mexico's always been good on foreigners. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. over the years, um, Fabuloso Blondi, yes. uh, Haku, um, uh, who else? Lots of names, you know. Lady... Jack Evans, Jack Evans, Marco Corleone, Marco Jindrak. Corleone, yeah. um, that other Van kid, Fiero. <laughs> Van Fiero. one of the um, Teddy, uh, Hart? No, Teddy Hart, <laughs> Teddy, Teddy Hart, Teddy Hart, the crazy. Yeah, so you know, the the Porter's house being a, a been a big commodity, yeah. in Mexico, and yeah, a lot of the, I remember when the, when like Sasuke and they used to go to Mexico, all the all the, when the for tournaments, uh, like most of the guys down there in Mexico would be pissed. Because you know they they treated them better and you know money was better for them and uh, that's something you, you know locals don't like. Yeah, I was giving the foreigners you know the yeah. best. You know, and that's but it's something that you know it's like they say the same thing happens here. Yeah, yeah it can you know, we were, get we turned inside talking, out. We were just talking about why you know when when Haparca and all these other names come why they're always their you know their uh, image on on the. Uh, on the on the posters, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you put the logo, guys? Yeah, you know? and that's something I've been fighting since I don't know when. I go, dude, you gotta push your locals. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta push your locals. You know what? You gotta make big names. Um, because remember, these guys, you know, they only come for one show and they leave. And remember, you know, the local guys are here to stay. You know, and they, and that's who you gotta push. Yeah. So you even get- though they lose, you know the oh well he lost to La Parca, you know he loses to anybody. Yeah. It was La Parca. He lost the title belt to Ultimo Guerrero. 
You know, that's it was a, a tremendous fight. You know, you know they gave it their all, but you know, the experience from Ultimo Guerrero, you know, uh, took the win over yeah. wherever it was. Yeah, advertise them, but also advertise your guys. Have them alongside him. You know, let the people what did know. What do? Yeah, exactly. Michinoku never had, unless it was Mill or Dos or Kendo. Yeah, they had them, or Superboy. Other <laughs> <laughs> flyers, other posters. Uh, but other than, other than that, it was all the local guys: Dick Tobel, Dolphin, Sasuke. You know, their main guys: Hamada, Tiger Mask. You know, they were always headlining the posters and everything else. So I should ask Superboy, did you get your kids to try out for AAA? <laughs> Are you going to try to get them in? We could get them in, man. It's tight with the, the booker, you know? Yeah, man. He does what I say. Well, you know, well not really, no. The thing is, like, like what he they're kicks doing, my ass first. What they're trying to do, what they're trying to do is, like, like be, like, Americanized lucha you know what kevin klein rock said was a uh, gringo lucha you know like have like basically what you see in pwg yeah because in pwg you don't really see luchadors no, on their shows no. it's it's the it's the white you know the you know the guys who are going to be in tna and stuff like exactly, that right. it's not it's not like you don't see like you don't see capitan oro on exactly. <laughs> you don't see super oh, yeah, exactly. and you know what uh, yeah we've been talking about this over the past past years about you know um the Latinos not having many opportunities yeah. as far as American wrestling or, or, or American companies. Yeah. Why? Because there's always not only the language barrier, but uh, yeah, why not a uh, prejudice? Yeah, why mm-hmm. not have a promotion yeah. that has like a nice little mix of everybody? And everybody wants to do that. Like PWG is basically a mix of all the styles, mm-hmm. but they don't have like, what luchador do they really have? They, right. they bring in the guys from Mexico. Like they'll bring yeah. in like demos and remember that mm-hmm. one show that we went to but that's not even them bringing them that's right. somebody else bringing somebody them else, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like you kind of want to see the, that different you'd like to see some I mean I think there's a lot of people there who would love to see some pure lucha a lot in, in fact a lot of Americans who would dig it well, the, you don't want to see the water down yeah. the AWS shows what mm-hmm. happens when he brings in when he used to bring in like uh, like Blue Panther and remember Dos- that match between Dos Caras and Blue, Blue Panther. Panther the whole audience was chanting lucha libre yeah. And, and Blue what did Pan- you do? He had Superboy teaming with School. What was it? Schooler, right? You were teaming yeah. with Schooler that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys and had a great match too. Exactly. You know, and and and, and that's what that's what that's what's missing nowadays. Why AWS is still on? Is still going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, they, most of the matches are are like more American style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have a little cholo, but you know now they they they, they adapted to yeah, the American style. Yeah, they made style. it like American. Uh, they got Mercurio Junior. They have a couple of wrestlers that. You know, know both styles, which is really good. Which is really good, but you know, um, I would really love to see, you know, what was AWS back in the night. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a fun time. Those oh, were yeah, really fun yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bringing, yeah. bringing the names. Well, he had Misterioso there. He had me, you know. Now there's so many Misteriosos, we can't tell them. About. <laughs> I'd like to know: Are so, there are there more Misteriosos uh, or more Huracan Ramirez's? Which probably, which have had more? It's better than we do. What's the deal with the Misterioso here in LA? You want to hear the whole story? Yeah, you can. Just, oh, uh, totally. Okay, can you all tell the time it or, in the world. Or I don't, you know what? I, I I don't know if I could tell it. They told me don't tell it, but you know what? I'm hey, gonna, you gonna, gonna ah. <laughs> No, well, you know, the, this is what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say per se just Misterioso. But in general, yeah. uh, most of the old timers that have a big name, this is what they do as they as they start going older. 
you know, uh, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to lose the mask or, you know, whatever, yeah. um, I start telling the name. So I go to Alfredo and I say, you know what, I'm, you know, I want to sell my name, so why don't you give me $3,000, $4,000 for the name? I, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. pay you for the name. So, but you didn't get any papers. Uh-huh. You didn't get any rights to the name. Yeah. So I go to Kurt and I tell him, you know what? Uh, I sell you the name. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, how much? Well, you know, four thousand dollars. So this was this is what's happening. I know for a fact there's like three katakung please. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and a litter I, of them. Yeah, and then I heard the story that he was still going. You know, he's he's uh, he's diabetic. Katakung Lee, Janina Smith, and a very very uh, good close friend of mine, um, and. Um, you know he's, he's he's not doing well. Oh, sorry so, to hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So you know he goes to this one guy that sold the. I think the last guy he sold the name to. Uh huh. And he hits him up all the time. And the guy, <laughs> you know, he already paid him like three times. Yeah. You know? Oh my lord. But uh, you know I, you know since he's Sick. doing bad and yeah. all that stuff uh, economically. So he's making whatever money he can off his yeah. name. That's what's happening like with Pierrot and all these other guys. Exactly. Like, yeah, and that's in Misterioso's case. It's the same thing that happened. Really? Um, actually, the Misterioso that's in Mexico, mm-hmm. he was right here in WPW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his name because when he saw, I seen him a couple of months ago uh, at Bakersfield. Yeah. And he was like, hey, que onda, jefe, como esta? You know, he gave me a hug and I go, who's this guy, you know? <laughs> and I asked Martino, hey, I don't remember you used to wrestle as, with this name and uh, really, I don't remember. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think... Uh, he, also bought, he also bought the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another guy in Texas, Misterioso. Which I think that's the one that goes to Monterey also, the one in Texas. I think yeah. so. So he also bought the name. Oh, okay. So Misterioso here, uh, smart kid. Yeah, he bought the name, but he also bought the, got the rights to the name. Oh, so he oh, has so it on paper. He's got it on paper. Yeah, so he, he's, he's a, a smart, smart cookie. <laughs> smart. So the story is that um, I guess... The guy from Texas called him and said, "You know what? We're going to have a problem. Yeah, because I'm I have the name." And he goes, "Well, you know, I have the papers. So you know what? Uh, my lawyer's going to contact yours." Ah, oh, oh, wow! Yeah, he's very smart. Yeah. That's very good. Smart kid. So he doesn't have a problem with the guy in in he's CMLL. Kind of, he's yeah. As a matter of yeah. fact, he was here. Yeah, because uh, I know he was here recently. Yeah, recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he 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 mentioned it in a, in a few videos on Facebook you know what this is the real Misterioso I'm coming to LA and you want to make something of it I'm here <laughs> awesome yeah. yeah so you know but yeah the kid from here has all the rights to the name and that's the way to go yeah. if you want to buy a name or whatever it is you know have paperwork yeah. always it, like the Japanese used to say papelito habla <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the first thing they used to you know they, 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 you'd they, sign yeah. stuff oh I remember I Michinoku like like as soon as I said oh yeah I'd love to do some booking man I was getting papers to sign up the yeah. yin yang oh, yeah. like everything yeah. a little thing for oh, you know God. before you sneeze they want you exactly. to sign and it's funny because on one of the I don't know if I mentioned it last time but on one of the on the tours um, I guess Piloto lost the papers or they didn't send him some kind of papers mm-hmm. and I pull up this um, my my FedEx folder that I had right there it was like this thick I go, what paper do you need? <laughs> you need a letter of guarantee? Yeah. You, what do you need? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Something so, yeah, for everybody. So, yeah, I just put one of, my, one, of, one of the copies that I had there. Yeah. They, and, yeah, just put it in with the rest and that'll wow. work. Trip out. Yeah. It works. So, 
I'm part of the Japanese embassy now. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great representative are you, you for these fine actually, Latino you know people. What I actually wanted to find out from Superboy because I read this right when I was looking through his Lucha Wiki page. All right. And somebody mentioned that he had a... I don't know if we brought it up. Did he, we bring it up? His pro, Did you have a problem with the Beast Negro? Yes, we uh, asked oh, him about yeah. it once. It's, really? But, but we, but we, we, we never heard podcast? it. What it, what it is... I can't remember. I can't remember. You can't remember if you had a problem? <laughs> somebody said you beat the shit out of him. What it, is, what it is is uh, said um, he's, he's a, a short guy but a very tough guy. And if you don't believe me, ask Abismo Negro. Because Abismo Negro passed away. I mean, we yes, should, did. yeah, we should. this was written yeah, years was, ago. This was written like we don't 10 want to years say anything ago. bad. It was just a story that I yeah. kind of wanted. No, to know. you know what? As a matter of fact, um, you're the guy I was taking pictures with. He took an old mask of mine, a red mask. Yes. Okay. Uh, his name is uh, um, what's his name? Uh, his son's name is Jonathan, and his name is. Um, uh, I'm so bad at names and faces. Name. <laughs> Something Spanish. <laughs> but he finally represents the Latino community. Really, really uh actually he was like in the nineties, he was uh another Kurt Van, uh, Kurt uh, Kurt Brown taking pictures. Snapping really, pics right. everywhere. Snapping pics everywhere. So it was pretty cool. And he was he was a really good friend of mine. Uh his son was like uh one of my number one followers. Oh really? Mm. And um so, you know, after years, after 13 years, we got in contact through Facebook. Yeah. So he showed up yesterday. Oh, really? He showed up yesterday to the Super Boys birthday bash, and uh, it was really good reuniting with them. And, you know, it's, it's that, was, oh, that was the first time he in that all yes. that time? I didn't realize yes. that. And uh, I, I think I introduced you to him. No, no, I didn't. No, you I, did, yes. Yes, I did. Yes. Huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought I had seen him somewhere from before, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was there at Patalito's show all the time. Okay, yeah. There. Stanley pictures and everything, and um, he, he was very cool. And he saw it firsthand. Oh, he saw the fight. He saw the fight firsthand, and uh, I remember going at it uh, with a Bismo in the ring. You just didn't know what, why it was something ring related. Uh, it, it was something ring related, yeah, okay. and uh, you know, and something about you know who's going over. Right. Okay. So was he a Bismo Negro at this point? Was he? Yeah, he was a Bismo Negro. In Triple Yeah, he was a Bismo Negro at so this point. So, you know, he's really good friends with Durango Kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good friends. So he brought him over. He, actually, he brought the Parca, not the not 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 the Triple A one. Tapia, but the Triple A one. Parca, he brought the Parca. He brought. Uh, Did you tell La Parca? And yeah, he, he's a pretty tall kid. You know, yeah. pretty, mm-hmm. he was pretty good build, and and I remember um, uh, he came in and you know barking orders and. And I told him straight out, dude, you're in my house. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't come here and disrespect me. So he took it offensively, and yeah, we just slapped the shit out of each other in, in the ring. And uh, I guess he didn't have enough. So as I was making my way to the locker room, he was waiting for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm walking to my locker room, and, and actually, I think he was with this guy, oh. Gerardo. You know, mm-hmm. I had a little short interview pictures and stuff and he just went at me and he just punched me uh-huh. and uh, after getting punched I just you know I went at it and and I remember uh, seeing my wife and Piloto and Piloto was telling me the other day because we were, we were reminiscing and we were about that and he's like uh, my wife hey oh go help him no te apures el gordo puede so yeah yeah we went at it and he got the worst part of it yeah mm-hmm. he got the worst part of it and uh, and yeah and yeah and um, that's something that 
that um, that we had, and we actually I seen him one more time in Japan. Oh, really? And uh, that's when him and Electroshock, right, or one of those guys went with him. Actually, it was what or Vipers was? or something. One of those groups, right? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, he actually he was with the Vipers. Yeah. Uh, he, I guess he was the leader. Yeah. Uh, back then it was Maniaco, Hysteria, and um, Psychosis. Yeah. And he was the, the fourth, other, fourth the other, member. The other and, fake, uh, the yeah. fake Psychosis. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, we, we, that, that's what happened. But, you know, he got the worst end of that Did you guys find afterwards? You, guys you know, no, you know what? I went into, <laughs> actually, I went into the locker room. Yeah, and he was fine. And he was like asking for help to yeah. Mapaca. And I go, dude, you know, you want to end it right here or you want to still go at it? No, no, that's cool. Yes, cool. You know, he's like, that's it. And so how was it when you ran to him again in Japan? Was it? Oh, yeah, it was a little bit awkward. Yes, but you know what? I'm a professional. Yeah, you're not around. No, right. so I went up. I said, hi, how you doing? What's up? And we exchanged um, business cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And yeah, and so uh-huh. he gave me a little uh, a business card, and which... Um, you threw uh, it away. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually... I, all the business cards that I have from wrestlers, I keep. Uh-huh. I always, I, I have them. But I'll be honest, it, it, you know, I, I'm not a fan. So I know there's there's one wrestler here in, in LA that it's a really a Abismo Negro fan. So I gave it to him. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I gave it to him. And, Very nice. So I, I go, you know what? I think you're gonna appreciate this more than yeah, yeah. Then you, you would. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, earlier we were talking about we we're briefly briefly mentioning that. Conan, somebody who really studies the business, and you came up around the same time he came up. Could you tell at that time that he had a good eye for the business? Was it? I don't want to call him an opportunist, but mm-hmm. that's what he is. Yeah, he's his opportunity. Yeah. he takes it. He's a very smart man, um, and I knew that from the start. You know, because I remember him walking into the wind shows and uh, literally just taking over. Mm-hmm. Uh, just taking over, just taking over, and the only thing I didn't like about him at that time, yeah, because you know, seeing up, seeing him in person up front, yeah, he was very impressive. And in yeah, those days, you know, he was, he was like, you saw him and you saw his body, and it was like he was going to explode. He is a giant, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, he was, you know, he had a great physique, great yeah. physique, well worked, and um, and I remember he was, uh, he just took over, mm-hmm. literally. Wow. Just took over the locker room. Wow! And you know you had guys, you had the Guerreros, and like I said, uh, for the wind tapings, um, Chavo, uh, uh, everything re- uh, uh, evolved around Chavo Guerrero oh. and their family, Hector Mando, hey. Eddie, and his dad. In fact, were you there the night when Mando tried to intimidate Tim Taltry? Yes, I was. Oh, really? Oh, Actually, man. I was there for all the tapings. That's right. You because uh, the I, first half of tapings, I was part of the. I remember Bill Anderson told me about it. And, yes. I mean, Tim Talper, you don't, you don't fuck yeah, with oh, him. You know what? I, one, I actually after the the wind tapings, I wrestled Tim Talper a couple of times. Love working with. Oh, he guy. was great worker. He was, you know, he, he told a story. He worked, and uh, you know. You see them and he's skinny with the big hair. You really think much of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a really good mat wrestler. Yeah. Very and good mat wrestler. Something that I that I love. You know, yeah. you know, coming up uh, as a wrestler, the mat wrestler. Well, like you, he grew up in wrestling. He grew up on the road. Yes, and he's so second generation also. Second. Well, in fact, uh, when your two sons are teaming, I keep telling uh, uh, Superboy Junior. 
they remind me of a team called the Assassins from oh, the South yeah. in the 60s. And one of them was a guy named Tom Ernesto, who's Talltree's father. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so Tim Talltree literally grew up on, on the road with them. That's why he was such a tough little uh, Oh, no, no, no. Like guy. He, knew, he, knew, uh, he knew his job, man. I see them in another match. I think it was against Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, I was definitely... Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they went at it, too. They went at it, too. And, uh, but, yeah, Tim Tall 3, I remember him, and a great wrestler. Um, another guy that really, really um, I was impressed by in those tapings was Crazy 33. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. I grew up watching him in Juarez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was... You know, I tell Dr. Maldad, dude, you remind me so much of him. Really? Uh, wow. Styles, Styles, yeah. styles uh, goes... Um, look at the tapings and look at Mandan. Mandan is from Juarez too. Oh, okay, so that explains. Chihuahua. I know he's from Chihuahua. That's still. But Chihuahua. he's still. Yeah, he probably saw him on TV. No, actually, I think he was with one him. of his. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. And and, and cra- crazy, he could have gotten in the ring and not even done any wrestling moves and still get over just no, all those yeah, facial yeah, and appearance, uh, appearance where you know uh, the the crowd would go. Like, yeah, like yes, oh, yeah, they, yes. They just want to kill him though. Yeah, so. Yeah. That was one of the persons that that really, really uh, I was impressed by. Um, the other one was Tony Benetto, uh, mm-hmm. Gran Marcus. Gran Marcus, yeah. Um, and uh, well, that's that's about it. Conan and uh, and like I said, you know, Conan's always always been an opportunist. He's always uh, uh, taking advantage of all the opportunities. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a good smooth talker. Yeah, smooth talker. And, and that's what get, I. And that's, he gets his way. Yeah, that's what I try to explain mm-hmm. to people when they tell us uh, why do why do people keep working with him or why do people like you know because why do, there's some people who don't like him, mm-hmm. but it's like you tell them yeah, but you've never talked to Conan. You know mm-hmm. he he treats you like like you're the important person. Like he asks you questions. He wants to know what you're doing, and that's how he gets in. And that's how you get in. He knows yeah. how to talk. He's not a exactly. he's not stupid. He's a smart guy. Yeah, and like I said, you know, um, for those tapings and then. As soon as he walked into AAA, yeah, you know he did the same thing. Yep, he was running the locker room, was, yeah, running everything else. Oh, look at his return to AAA again. Exactly. <laughs> How he did it in WCW and, and all these other places. Yeah, and exactly. You know, and, and like I said, you know, he, uh, the great thing about him is he uh, he speaks both languages. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, coming into WCW, uh, that's why uh, I think like for Rey Mysterio, for Eddie, and for him. You know, they opened a lot of doors for the Latino yeah. uh, mm-hmm. wrestlers. Why? Because they knew the, the, the language. And those were the, the three that went the furthest. The furthest. Yeah, yes. everybody else kind of just... Yeah, kind of was like in the crowd. Yeah. You know, not, you know, not making a lot of noise, yeah. but getting, getting noticed. Paid, getting paid. <laughs> getting yeah, paid. And, and basically that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Because I remember uh, when I had the tryout and... Um, you know, uh, yeah, we were going to talk about that their tryout because I know you we we, didn't, we ran out of time the last time. Um, their tryout, when was that? That was uh, I think I want to say ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, I, I just remember watching that because mm-hmm. they didn't show your tryout match. It was okay. it, I think they showed the what they showed of you was you hanging out with all the the luchadors, yeah, dunking yeah. Um, yeah. Eric Bischoff, yeah, yes. Bischoff. Yeah. And I just remember looking at like that's Superboy. Yeah. Oh my god! And I marked out. I was like, "Fucking Superboy's on a nitro." Because you were like with Felino, like yeah, Felino. yeah, yeah, yeah. Felino. And I think there was another. I think Blitzkrieg debuted on that show. Like he did make it on that show. Well, actually, I knew from day one since we went to the Festival de Lucha. Yeah. That he was he was the one that they were after. Let's um, Mike Tenay, I think I like him. Yeah. I like him to the kid. 
and uh, we everybody knew everybody mm-hmm. knew and they actually you know they, they gave him a hard time uh, I think he wrestled one of the Vianos and actually he got hurt really the Viano got yeah, hurt yeah, yeah one, no, one of the Vianos uh, actually hurt him oh hurt Blitzky because uh, everybody knew he was you know that he mm-hmm. was he was because uh, Conan was just yeah. Pampering them and oh, because he was yeah. a rev- revolution pro, revolution right? pro, mm-hmm. and uh, Ron Rivera was there. Yeah. and I remember, I remember watching Ron Rivera. Go, Man, this guy is a bad wrestler. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you about know, that, <laughs> and I was thinking of that. Yeah. I mean, he's not a such a good a wrestler. Well, what is he doing here? Well, in fact, I'm surprised Mike Tanay would go to back because Mike Mike Tanay is. I mean, he's friends with the Vianos. The I would think he'd be more into like you uh, or Felino. Like he's a Lucha, Lucha, Lucha fan. Yeah. He yeah. he actually explained Lucha on WCW yeah, yeah. like nobody could. Exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, like I said, I was surprised to see some of these guys. <laughs> and um, who were like the really bad ones that you like saw at this? That taping. You know what? Actually, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I think because he was the only bad one I saw. Oh, okay, because there was like a really good. Like oh, it was like so, a, no, it was like the best of the best. The taping. Tell us about the taping because that was something that like everybody. Did you see cameras actually filming the show? Like because that, that's like a long. You know, kid. This, this is how, this is how I knew. How I did remember. It, how, did it I remember how did it come about? I remember uh, talking to Piloto. He goes, "Oh, you know what? Ray Mysterio called me." And uh, he said that the junior or the senior, guy, senior, okay. senior, because uh, he was tight. You know, junior wasn't that popular at that time. Yeah. And I remember Piloto um, uh, calling me. He goes, you know what? Uh, they they called us to go to Waco, Texas. Were <laughs> you like Waco, Texas? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Are they gonna burn our compound down? <laughs> I, I go. I heard they don't like Mexicans down there. <laughs> and. Um, so yeah, he said oh, they're gonna do some tapings for no. And as a matter of fact, he didn't mention anything. He just knew it was a rough. He thing goes, yeah, you know what? You need to be here on um, I guess Friday. You need to be here. You know, we're gonna leave off, off of the Ontario airport. So you know, I spent the night at his house, and then early the next morning, his wife drove us to the airport. Uh, dude, I didn't know it was. You just knew it was a WCW yeah, yeah. wrestling show. No, not even. Not even that. All we knew was a booking. Yeah, all we knew was that we were going to Texas to go wrestling. Yeah. That's all. You could have shown up, and they could have like like done something to you guys. Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, seriously. And uh, the next thing I know is getting off the plane, uh-huh. and then uh, um, somebody was looking for us. I can't remember who it was, and they told us, "Hey, you know what? Um, there's a bus waiting for you guys." Oh, okay, cool. So we went to the bus and. The first, the first guys I saw in the in, in, in the bus were these huge dudes, man. They, they had bodies like bodybuilders. Oh, really, man? I go, man, no way, man. What did we what, get ourselves into? And then I, later on, I found out that they were the dancers. <laughs> <laughs> they were the dancers. No, but they had a great body. Yeah, yeah. And then as I went, you know, making my way into the, the into bus. the bus, I saw this. I saw this Mexican guy there with a little jacket. Dude, I didn't even know. Like, man, who the hell? Did, who, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and then, uh, cause I didn't know a lot of the wrestlers. Um, and the guy I'm talking about was Felino. Felino. Oh, you know, yeah. I didn't know who the hell yeah. he was. Yeah. You don't know the mask. Yeah, you know. and then it was Felino. And then I saw Salcedo. Oh, and then I saw um, Cristobal um, Soro. Soro, yeah. Uh, and then the name went on and on and on and on. Yeah. So it was like uh, a lot of the people, 
everybody really famous there. Yeah. So and uh, once we got to the to the place. The first person that greets me is uh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Ah. Yeah, he just goes, gives me a big hug. Hey, man, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Are you going to be jumping all over the place? I'll try. <laughs> you know, so he introduced me to um, Disco Machine or Disco, Disco Inferno. Inferno. Yeah, Disco, yeah, Disco Inferno. Inferno. Disco Machine is the other guy. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, we went to the catering place and, you know, got something to eat. And uh, so I said, okay, well, I'll see you later. Then uh, Ray Mister hits me up. Hey, how you doing, Superboy? That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, Hoovy hits me up also. Oh wow! And he goes, Hey, you know what? Uh, been following you through the Japanese magazine. Yeah, so you're Superboy, right? But yeah. Hey, well, I've been following you too through, you know, Thunder and Nitro. And- <laughs> you thunder, you're like Thunder. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> and then I saw the Villanos, the Villanos, Fit Finley. Um, a lot of the guys. Yeah, you're like, Everybody oh. there was like, you know, really top, top yeah. wrestlers. And, uh, and then you saw Ron Rivera and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing here, man? <laughs> uh, and then I saw, I, you know what? I remember seeing Blitzkrieg out. The only person I remember seeing was Ron Rivera. And, um, and, then, um, and then I was just hanging out with Piloto. And uh, I knew half of the people there. The other half I just didn't know. Yeah. And Piloto kind of knew almost everybody there, and he's like, and, and, and a lot of guys were asking, hey, ¿Quién es el gordito? Who's the chubby guy? He goes, ah, vamos a ver, cabrones, who's the chubby guy? He goes, you know, you'll see who he is in a few minutes. So the first match that we had there, uh, because they came in and they put a card, we did like six tapes in one day. Oh, really? Just like we did it for... Like win. Win, yeah. 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 So uh, and I I wonder where he got the idea from. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. So when was an all day party? Those exactly. were fun. So yeah, we did the same thing that day, <clears throat> and um, I remember um, they posted up the card. The first match I was in the first match. It was uh, Silver King, Venom Black, and, and um, Kendo. Kendo. And then on the opposite side was um, it was uh, Viano Cuarto. Uh, Felino and myself. Oh wow! And I remember, you know, those guys just, you know, Felino and Venom. Hey, hey, you know, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey. So they went, you know, and then uh, they were talking their stuff, and and then um, Viano and Silver King. So we, I just had to come back like a few days before that from Japan, from touring with Kendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kendo's. Hey, bro, you know what to do. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. So here comes um, the first two that went in. Was I think it was like uh, I can't remember who it was. It was I think Villano and Silver, or the other way around. Uh, uh, Fel- I think it was Felino and Venom, then uh, Villano and Silver King. Mm-hmm. So people knew who they were because they, yeah. they were in, in, in um, WCW. That's, that's- but we got the biggest pop, dude. Mm-hmm. As soon as I went, I jumped to the top. I, I did the head spring. I positioned myself. Here comes Kendo with a, a cartwheel, a backflip. Mm-hmm. I run to the second, do my backflip, and it was just magic from there. Wow! You know, and, and the people, actually, the people were standing. We had a standing ovation. That's awesome. Was it packed or you... it was packed. It was packed. We I can't remember what um, venue it was. I can't remember yeah, what it was, I mean... but uh, the place was packed. Wow. 
the place was jam packed, and uh, and and you know from there on, uh, uh, we had we had um, everything. We had everything. Um, the the crowd really uh, accepted us. Yeah, and we got a, the biggest pop. We got the biggest pop, and uh, I remember. Did you only work that one match, or were there more matches? Actually, there was. I only did two matches. Two matches. Mm. Just, just so you could see how much Conan liked me. Just mm, so you wow. could see how much Conan. Liked me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, anyways, we tore the house down. You know, we had a standing ovation. Uh, um, Silver King took the win over me, and I remember all I remember he was he told me, I want you to go to the second rope and and and, and do a backflip, but I want you to go as high as you've ever gone, right? Yeah. I said okay, you know when you land, you know I'm gonna drop kick you and I'm gonna do my finisher. I said fine, you know, and I remember running to the second rope and 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 jumping so high that that I all I remember was hitting myself in the forehead. I said, oh, man, this guy didn't duck on time. You know, I kind of hit him on the shoulder or something. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And when I land on my feet, he's like, he's like surprised. (laughs) He's looking at me. He he froze. So what I did, I grabbed him. I I pushed him to the ropes, reverse it, bro. Boom, he reverses it and gets me on his finisher. Wow. (laughs) And uh, I'm not lying to you. When I went in the locker room, that was a standing ovation of all the guys wow, awesome. in the locker room. That is so Just, cool. And everybody's, man, we got to change everything, man. Did you see these guys out there? I'm dead. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, we just tore the house out. Well, as soon as, after that great performance that I had, Conan calls me up. He, he Guess who he called? Who? Me and Piloto. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he calls me He calls me and Piloto over. Oh, God, this is a situation. Um... Uh, uh, one of the referees didn't show up, so uh, I need one of you to be a ref. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why did you get Ronnie Vena? Yeah, be yeah. a ref. Yeah, and uh, nah. so, anyways, uh, yeah, and then and then um, I said, ah, you know what, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I don't have a problem. Yeah. With, uh, Doing the, the the referee. So you ref through the. Show. I ref the whole show. We would have seen you. I, I did. <laughs> I did. Five shows. Wow! And then the last show, uh, I, I guess yeah, they I, I must have caused some impact or something because they didn't want me to wrestle, and it was against I think it was against Piloto, uh, Rey Mysterio, and uh, I think Venom Black. I can't remember because mm-hmm. they had some weird lineups too. Like yeah, it yeah, it wasn't like Beyond you know what? The first was, card was really yeah. good. Uh-huh. The, the 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 next ones. This is what happens when you get a bunch of Mexicans that are not lost in translation. Uh-huh. You know, uh, they tell them they tell them it's TV time. You guys have five minutes. You got a minute to go to the ring. If, uh, you know, uh, you know, and another minute to get do your things, and you got like three minutes to do the show. Mm-hmm. And they didn't understand that. Yeah. You know, they still wanted to put their work in and still go at it. And um, and for me, it's my first time experience being a ref. Uh, you know, they, they, you got the earpiece and you got the, you know, instructions. Uh, being they, didn't, they didn't like your refereeing? 
because I don't. No, they did. I like hired you. Hmm. I heard you. Did you do that? No, they did. No. <laughs> WCW ref. Hey, who's the ref right there? A ref, a ref can do a moonsault. Yeah, moon yeah. Like, I did. They the, could do a moonsault. Look at that. They could have been like the, the the original like heel ref that does dives exactly. and stuff. Yeah. Like that became popular in Mexico after exactly. like in the two thousands. Like exactly. You, but you don't put that in style, right? Yeah. Platanito. Really? Yeah, but there was a high flyer ref. Wow. Oh, he yeah. used to do the Johnny Red Shoes Dugan dive when he did the yeah, three really? count. Well, actually, one of our matches, I was watching some old tapes, and I remember I'm going to pin the guy, and he jumps before, and we crash in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Man. So anyways, yeah, so um, I did the refereeing for all those matches. Finally, I get a match, mm-hmm. and it's by the end of the show. And then, you know, I, like I said, you know, I must have, I must have you know, um, uh, somebody must have said, yeah, put him back in. Yeah, because you were invited next to Monday Exactly. Night, no, but wait. There's oh, still more. No, no. There's yeah, still more. There's more. <laughs> wow. So anyways, I guess they they wanted me to go back, so they tell me, okay, you know, they want you to wrestle. And I was tired, dude. Yeah, from mm-hmm. refereeing. Yeah. I was tired because I did the whole matches. And I said, okay, fine, no problem. But it was pretty cool. It was a really cool experience because... When they, uh, they 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 let me go by myself, so they had all the pyros and everything. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. Yeah, you know that that that, that experience that you have, you know, then the ovation from the people, you know, and uh, walking into the ring, it was really cool. And um, and like I said, it was it was uh, Halloween and Damien mm-hmm. and myself versus Ray. I think it was Pilot. I can't remember. And Ben uh, uh, Black. So. I have to say it was not a good of a match. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because, oh. like, in the middle of one of the spots, I got a cramp. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. In the match, I just got a cramp. Yeah. And then I just rolled out, and, and then uh, Damon said, Hey, so, Papa, you know what? I, I got a cramp. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, it's right here. <laughs> so when you got one of those, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you you can't just smack it out. No, <laughs> I couldn't, you know. And every time I would do the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, I couldn't do anything after that. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I rest. I, I refereed like five, and then like every every um, every every taping was like I can't remember like seven seven or eight matches. All mm-hmm. single matches. And it, all all that, that single matches. All that work and it doesn't even make it to TV, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Somewhere I bet those tapes are yeah, still I know. What inside. They up, what they ended up airing was um, Nitro with um, Spanish announcers, which was that wasn't that bad because it was one hour. Uh-huh. One hour of Nitro. What, what would they put on the show? In yeah. Spanish, they would put like Ray Mysterio and Hogan Tuguera. You wouldn't watch all the other crap. <laughs> you didn't have to watch all the Hogan crap. I bet WWE that. owns that tape now. Yeah, because they, 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 the, they, they own the library. They probably have it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I wanted to see that first one because I looked it up in the internet. <laughs> yeah, and they do have the listings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, I yeah, see the, the results. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, okay. So, well, I was bummed out because of that, uh, and but it was pretty cool because you know we went back to. Back to the hotel, we got to hang around with the guys and everything. Everybody, everybody, WCW was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then going back to, um, and then so we, we go home and you know I get a call, but this is this is what happened, and I knew beforehand the uh, the trial was for it was for Blitz Street, Felino, Venom. And you were and most clearly I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. But uh, Venom got so high, 
Oh, no way. Yeah, he got yeah. an accident or something. Something happened to him. And uh, so he couldn't make it. Oh, okay. So I guess he called me at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I don't know, it um, must have been cheaper to get to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, that was the weird thing when I, when I first, like, people would start asking me about where to get luchadors. Uh-huh. They would always ask me, can you get me to fly in guys from, like, Mexico and stuff like that? And at this time, you were still wrestling. I go, why don't you guys just contact guys from L.A.? I mean, yes. <laughs> I but it's like, yes. it's like Nebraska. And I'm like, you're going to run an indie show in Nebraska. I don't think these guys are going to want to go anyway. <laughs> it's like, I don't think yeah, they're going to go anyway. Yeah. So it's got to be something bigger than that. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyways, they called, you know, they called me. And I remember um, I get to the airport and I see Blitzkrieg. He's lost. He's lost. He's <laughs> the airport. What do I do from here? And I recognized him because <laughs> I seen him a couple of times in Anaheim. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, I really didn't know the kid. You know, mm-hmm. really, really nice kid, mm-hmm. man. He must and, have been nice. He got out of the business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and like I said, uh, you know, I seen him there. I go, well, this is what we do from here on. Yeah. You know, we just get get a taxi, get a hotel nearby, and then on the next morning, you know, we get another taxi takes to the place. You know, we got to be. Between those two points, between the place, and we were at the Target Center mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Was this, wow. yeah, I was going to say, it was yeah. Minnesota, I remember uh, being. And then, uh, so we we got a hotel near the airport and the, and the place. And then the next morning, everybody was there at the same hotel. Oh, really? So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just kind of, we kind of went down there, and, and man, it was just um, an ego trip, man, because um, in the locker room, everybody wanted to be a chief. Which was there's what, a book about the WCW Group. So. They had the um, uh, uh, what's his name Diesel Big Nash Nash the Kevin Nash. Nash Group with mm-hmm. all the wrestling oh. guys. Then Hogan, who I I don't think he showed up that day. And then Ric Flair had another group. And then. Goldberg uh, uh, didn't even bother going to the locker room. Wow. Mm. He was outside on the table by himself. And then uh, Kevin Nash walks in and this is what's going to go on. I'm taking over and blah, blah, blah. You know, all these ego trips. You know, everybody there yeah. wanted to be uh, the main guy. That's what eventually destroyed the, the promotion. Like just, <laughs> <laughs> Which way do I go now? You stay over there. Yeah, yeah. Over there. <laughs> yeah so it was pretty cool because. Uh, uh, like I said, at that time, um, Damien, Halloween, uh, Calo, La Parca, um, La Parca the Villanos. Garza was there too, right? Hector Garza, Hector Garza yeah. was there too. Um, this other guy, what's his name? Um, El Dandy. Dandy was there. So all the guys, all yeah. the original guys, from they came into WCW, they were there. <clears throat> so... Did they tell you stories about how bad it was, or they didn't? They just never noticed it. Well, they, they really, knew about it. Yeah. They knew about it, but like I said, you know what? They didn't care. Yeah, it's, they didn't it's care. Money. It's money. They were there for the for the ride. Yeah. You know, they were like, "What do we get a check? What do we get a check?" <laughs> they're yeah. they're making a yeah. living. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, you know, regardless, you know, I was like talking to David. You know, we wrestle or, or not wrestle, we're still getting a check. <laughs> what would, yeah. Did you hear who got paid for never wrestling there? Uh, aside from uh, Halloween? No, Lanny Poffo, Randy Savage's brother. Oh. He got signed, you know, Savage said part of my contract is I want my brother to get a job. Oh, so so, they, got paid. so they, they signed him, they gave him some lucrative deal, but, oh, wow. oh, we can't come up with anything for him. So... How long was it? For a long time, well, he's... Macho Man was there, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he made money 
Yeah. Staying at home. He was making good money to not do anything. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of guys were there. Yeah, yeah. a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Were no, because I'll be honest, you know what? The only uh, the only time I seen Halloween was that when I think it was they had, when they had the two rings. Yeah. And he actually he was um, he made it all the way to the finals. But when he lost a mask, it was Dean Malenko. <laughs> I remember, yes, <laughs> yes, I remember that. I go, what? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> now, I, I want to go way, 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 way back in time. Oh, man. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, somebody I've heard you mention, but I've never heard about in detail. Uh, and actually, I want to go over some of the originals from here in L.A. You said one of your first trainers was a guy named Avispo Negro. Who was he, and uh, like what did what did you learn from him? Avispo, uh, uh, no, Avispo <laughs> Negro. Um, all I could remember from him it was this thin guy, not very muscular, but he was um, one of those guys that you know that live in the gym. Mm-hmm. He was, you know. Uh, just firm, strong, and uh, very quiet person. I know for a fact that his his, his uh, teacher was uh, Diablo Velasco. Oh, uh, you know he was from Guadalajara also. So um, I remember um, starting at a young age, uh, uh, training, and he was he was a trainer back then for uh, for what was it Mondays and Wednesdays. Those were the amateur uh, days. Was this at Gills? At Gills, mm-hmm. yes, at Gills. And um, I remember going going in with him once and just loving, just loving the, the, the training sessions he had. It was basically endurance, um, uh, uh, just building up a foundation, legs, arms, and neck. And um, I remember you, you remember how steep the the the. Uh, the the stairway to the second floor was? Yes. Yeah, coming down, it was like, you're going to fall on Yeah, yeah, one wrong move. <laughs> well, you hit boy, face first. used to make us, used to grab us from the legs, mm-hmm. and not from the knees or like how we do it now, how uh, we do it. Somehow guys do it now, they put them like, they put them in and help them out. No, they grab you for like near the yeah, ankles, ankle. and then you would walk on your hands and then climb the... Because those uh, stairs were almost stairs. like a ladder. Yeah. They were so yeah. steep. So yeah. yeah, you went up, and then the scariest <laughs> part was coming down. Because oh, wow. you got to balance yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like doing a damn handstand. <laughs> and it was scary, and that was scary, but I remember doing it, you know. And then we would we would walk around, go up those ladders. You know, there was a dressing room up. Mm-hmm. So you would go, come back around, and then you would go the ones in the bathroom. And come back down. Oh wow! And uh, I guess it's just a lot of endurance. And then you would do the, you would do the uh, on, on the on the apron of the the ring, uh, do the headstands, and then just work your neck. And then once you went in the ring, I remember the first time going in the ring, my and my hands were like you know just shaking. Yeah. And my feet were shaking. Uh, and then we would do just more exercise. He never taught me how to do a roll up until like, uh, I want to say like three or four months after. And yes, if you have trouble falling to sleep, Lunesta can help. <laughs> and, um, important, no. important phone call. Hello. 
for calling collect. Let's record this. Hey, how you doing, Louis? It's Lenny Dauber. You pause it. I should pause it, is what Fredo says. I'm gonna pause this. Yeah, they're strange today. Gleedy glop gloopy, nibby nubby, nubby la 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 lo. Saba subi saba, nubi abanaba, lili la lo. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, once you went in the ring, you would still work on our neck, and, and not until like the third or fourth month of, the, of the training, you started doing the, started with rolls. And by this time, I remember I was like, oh, my God, I was like 10 or 11, and you couldn't see my neck. (laughs) (laughs) The no-neck monster. Yeah, you know, and and actually, um, I had all the baby fat, and I burned it all out. I was still fat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was, no, it was muscle, you know, it was muscle, and... uh, yeah, so he built. He helped me build a good foundation: legs, arms, and neck. And he goes, "This is what you need to become a good wrestler, because you know uh, you'll have a good stance. You know when you, you when you stand for the referee hold or whatever. You know they're not gonna. It's not gonna be STC for people to push you around or and, and and move you around. You know your your hand goes behind your neck, and then the other one goes in the arm, and they pull and." You know, if you have a firm stand, you know, they're not, you're not going anywhere. So anyways, uh, he really teached me a lot. Uh, once I started doing the roles, it came in naturally. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, have a hard time learning. Um, and then he started showing us uh, a few locks, uh, a little bit of collegiate wrestling. And, um, and basically, oh, that's all he, he taught us. And then um, um, a year, a year or two. Actually, I, I trained with him for many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was like 13, like 13 when he said, well, you know, it's time for you to upgrade it, oh, to wow. go to the, the professionals. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. <laughs> I remember, you know, oh, man, it was Gil. And then it was um, uh, Rocky Ramos, Gori Chavez, uh, Coloso. Coloso, yes. Uh, Platanito. All the all the, the wrestlers. And, mm-hmm. and I was nervous. I was nervous. I was nervous. And, um, but yeah, my brother said, ah, let's, let's go. So I remember taking the bus. I used to take the bus uh-huh. to East L.A. and uh, go to train. We went there and we trained and uh, yeah, I had I had a the, you know he, he talked to Gil. He goes, you know what? He's ready to be in the in the in the professionals. So okay, well I'm gonna give him a little test. So the guys that gave me the test was Rocky Ramos, hmm. Almurrieta, and Coloso. Mm. And they just they yeah. just manhandled. <laughs> they slapped me around. Yeah. I remember Almurrieta just grabbing me and just giving me the. <laughs> uh, punches and I can't. I, remember he I got me, that too from uh, oh, him and God. Gory Chavez. Yeah, and he hit me. I remember hitting me in the jaw, and I lost my hearing. For, oh wow! No way! Yeah. I never knew about that. Uh, oh, he hit me in the jaw, and I, I couldn't hear. And I was like, I can't hear. I can't hear. <laughs> and he was like, God, man, it's a cabron. And, and then afterwards, my ear was like, Dee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got scared. I freaked out about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took you a while. To yeah, I was like, I can't yeah. hear. <laughs> So, <laughs> so anyways, um, and then the rest is history, basically, you know, uh, I, I trained at Gills, uh, uh, I used to love going to Gills, and what I used to love about it is, he had, he has, he had his own routines, 
but he would change it. You know, he he would put a lot of uh, uh, like hold for hold, and, and you had to do it exactly the way he did it. Oh, wow. So the only guy that would get an opportunity to mess up was the guy behind him. You know? Right. Everybody else had to do it. If you if you were in the middle or the last and you fucked up, <laughs> they would chop yeah. either chop the shit out of you, mm-hmm. or you know everybody gave you like a, a slam or something. Dude. So you had to pay very very good attention, and every nobody said nothing. It was just waiting in line and all the anxious was my turn. <laughs> and I remember looking. Okay, he gets him like this. He can toss him. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say this is me. I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to do. Okay, how is he getting them? Okay, he got them like this. He threw them like that. Okay, cool, cool. I got it, I got it, I got it. So, you know, you had to really, he would really put you to think. You know, uh, you know, and he would say, man, whoever fucks up. And was yeah, there always yeah. one person that... <laughs> yeah, there's always there's one, one person. Guy. There's yeah. always one, one guy, guy that's talking or looking... Me. <laughs> no, Capitan. No, I was always... Oh, really? Capitan was always playing around. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Capitan was like <laughs> the class clown. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember he used to poke people in the butt or <laughs> smack him in the ear. Oh, first time... I, I remember the first time of workout with him uh, somebody turned on the radio and it's some ranchero music and he just grabs the wrestler nearest him and goes bailamos <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's he was a glass clown and uh <laughs> Uh, but I remember I, I'd get stressed out because I'm waiting in line. And that, the other thing I remember, if you lay, leaned against the ropes, oh, put yeah. your hand, they smack it right off. Up, yeah. And uh, I'm just—it was a good exercise for the brain, not just oh, yeah. for the body. You just yeah, like I said, you were like there, like you know. I used to stay in line, and you know, and then, and then somebody, if, if somebody talked to you, and then you'll say, "Okay, you guys want to talk? You can." <laughs> you know, you got to do it. Uh-oh. If you didn't do it right, yeah, you couldn't talk. Yeah. They were very, very strict. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's some some of the things that I miss because nowadays there's no discipline. I agree. You know, the guys uh, get out for a, for a water break. They come back in. Back then, you couldn't get a, you, you couldn't get off the ring for a water break. Yeah. You know, you started the at class. You started the class at six o'clock, and you stopped at eight. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's I remember that you'd go through all of those routines, and then they'd have you, you know, doing simple working with the uh, the other wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, that was a great workout. That's how classes should be taught. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I thank I thank God for my my first trainer, Avispo Negro. Avispon. 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 That's that means black hornet, right? Black hornet. Yeah, exactly right. And you know, it's, it was really unfortunate because. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I think you should go by the name of uh, Golden Ninja, mm-hmm. or I named the name similar in, in Bagnago Plaza. Well, anyways, they were partying at, at some party, and they're playing cards, and one of the guys got pissed. Mm-hmm. He pulled out a gun, and he actually killed the uh, uh, Golden. I think it was Golden Ninja. I can't remember his mm-hmm. name. He shot him and killed him. Oh and my he god! Avispo Negro. Oh. No way! Yeah, he shot them both, and he took off, and. Um, and he didn't do well ever since. Oh. I don't know if he's still alive or not, mm-hmm. but I remember... Uh, he survived the gunshot. Uh, he survived the gunshot. Wow. I remember looking, uh, I've seen him in the 90s, and I just went to give him a big hug, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been many years, and hey, how you doing? And oh, I'm pretty good. I'm doing good. Thank you. You know, thanks for your, your teachings. And mm. Yeah, but he was really cool. Wow. Really cool. I, I only wish we still had disciplined people like, like him, and teaching 
basically the basics. It's like guys. Guy, I've I've seen guys start out. They do nothing but flying, and and well, then sometimes yeah. they you, they go to lock up and they stick their fingers in each other's eyes. Yeah. it's like uh-huh. it's like, and real rookie mistakes. You know, like you know, like you give somebody a close line and you follow up, and they're throwing their legs or they're throwing their arms, and they they they, they, they get you. You yeah. know, so yeah, I, I see this a lot. You know, um, uh, I've been. I've been watching FMLL. I'm FMLL. What do you know? CMLL. CMLL. And um, it's just like one flying move after another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see the first match you've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's a shame because, you know, um, they got a really good talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Volador. They have uh, La Mascara, which I think are very, very talented. But you know what? Um, I don't know what they're looking for. They're looking for that opportunity. They're looking for that chance. But um, I I think they should go back to their roots, man. They should. Well, one thing the the flying's cool, but the hold for hold is poetic, and oh and they're missing out when they don't put oh, yeah. it into it. It's just yeah. I remember back in the day watching uh, uh down the uh, uh, Atlantis. Yes, yes. Uh, Angel Azteca. It was just poetry in motion. Mm-hmm. Man. It was like yeah. man, and I used to say, man, I wish someday I could wrestle like these guys, you know, and and. I used to see them and I go, wow, man, I want to wrestle like that someday. And, uh, you know, uh, and it's just, uh, just working, man, just working at it, working at your craft and working what you're good at and, and, and practicing every day. And that was make, makes yeah. you the highest. Yeah, yeah, when you're talking about Avi Spoon's workouts, I mean, I like that idea of getting everything to be second nature before you teach them the big stuff. You exactly. Know? And you know what that helped me? That helped me with... with um, uh, in, in in my wrestling, because um, first of all, you become fearless. Mm-hmm. If you're not fearless, you can't do this. Right, be in this business. Why? Because it requires a lot of acrobatic. Yeah. It requires yeah. a lot of jumping out out of, out of the ring into the ring from the top. And you know, it's like when you first go to a, well, you know one of those big high rise uh, trampolines in, in, in the pools. And you look down and you oh my god. You, know, <laughs> you gotta get a bit of feeling when yeah. you go to the third row. Yeah. I remember the first first time I actually I did a plancha to the I never done a plancha to the outside. And I was I remember it was like Jesus Christ, it was like ninety three or ninety four. And I yeah, I'll do the plancha. Nobody wanted to do it, I'll do the plancha. <laughs> and we were rolling, boom boom. Once I was there, I was like yeah, that's long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And uh, I said, "Well, fucking, I'm here." Yeah. So I just expanded myself yeah. and just nice. And um, <laughs> but yeah, it's scary. It's yeah. scary. Well, and you can tell some wrestlers they can't. They kind of worry about <laughs> see, it. that's that's the beauty yeah. of, of what I of my teacher. You know, he taught us, dude. You know what? I I I, I get frustrated sometimes because I swear to God. A lot of people can do a three-quarter roll. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, that was one of the first things they taught me. Exactly. And I remember they had me doing three-quarter rolls, front rolls, back rolls. I don't know how long before they even let me lock up or anything. Exactly. So, yeah. and, 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 well, with this guy, he, like I said, he, uh, he strengthened her arms, legs, and neck. Mm-hmm. And go, dude, this is your foundation. That's your base. Yeah. This is your base. This is, this is where everything's going to happen, you know? And then, like I said, I, I said it before, and then the next best advice I ever got was from, uh, I can't remember who it was, 
But he told me, you know what, since you're a small in stature, you know, you're always going to have problems, especially, you know, wrestling the big guys. Mm -hmm. They're going to be much heavier. So what I suggest you do is, you know, you hit the weights. And the best thing you can do is start working with heavier people. Mm -hmm. So I started working out with um, the Panthers. Uh, the Daryls. Oh, I remember them. Yeah. The Black Panthers. Yeah. So, oh, my God. I haven't thought of those guys in years. I the... They were... I used to call them Daryl 1 and Daryl 2. Group or yeah, what it, what it was was uh, they were, uh, were they uh, two American guys. Uh, they dug Blue Panther and they had some masks that oh, had the same okay. design when they black. But, oh, yeah, I haven't thought of those guys in a long yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Were they white dudes or something? Or no, no. no, they were black. They were black. Oh, black dudes? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So <laughs> they were, they were both Daryl. Daryl, I used to call Daryl 1 and Daryl 2. Daryl, Like the old new... Daryl? The old Bob Newhart like the Bob Newhart You are saying, I'm Daryl, this is my brother Daryl, this is my brother Larry. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, you know, and they were like 6'1". Yes, they were big dudes. 250 pounds. So they were just into lucha, like a couple of black dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. loved lucha. They were in the mask and, yeah. you know, the belts and everything. So, yeah, you know, we, we used to train every Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I said, yeah, I need to I, I started looking around, and then I, I remember walking in on a Saturday, and there they were. I go, oh, man, this is what I need. Two big dudes, you know, <laughs> 250 plus pounds. And, yeah, I remember... Um, Actually, I started training them, you know, and uh, I started, because I knew a lot, you know, they were there on their own, so mm-hmm. I went in there and said, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to, you know, uh, I started just putting some, some exercises in their routine and stuff like that, and then I remember, oh, I, I want to see how heavy you are, so what I used to, and this is something I, I, I teach my kids, and I teach a lot of the wrestlers, I used to do this one thing where, I, I, this is what I want you to do. Um, I want you to go to the second rope and do a plancha, just a reverse plancha, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to catch you and, you know, with the regular basics. And then um, uh, uh, one important thing that I was taught to guys is when you roll the guys over, turn your head. Because mm-hmm. if you don't turn your head, they just roll over your face. Yeah. <laughs> Steamroller <laughs> style. And so anyways, and then I said, okay, well, I caught them. You know, and I remember, like, having a little bit of... A, you know, they had a little bit of hang time, and I, I caught him. And then I, you know, I, 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 I could catch this guy. So I said, okay, let's do it again. So they would, they would throw the plancha, and I would just get him and just get in the, in the air, just gonna twist them, and just set them on my shoulder. Oh. Just set them. Just kind the, of uh, adapted. Yeah, and then just, I'll, then I'll take him to the center of the ring, and I'll just give him a slam. Oh. And but these were two fifty plus pounds guys. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, I was discovering um, not only that I had different talents, but also that I had natural strength. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, this is a 250-plus pound guy. Yeah. And I was, I was catching him like nothing. So I said, okay, why don't we, next thing I want you to do is go, go to the top and throw a plancha. And at first, they were, dude, they... It, they Touch the second rope and the rope was shaking. <laughs> the rope was shaking. You know, but after after a couple of weeks, they were natural. Oh just wow! Just go mm-hmm. to the top, do the planches. I would catch them, throw them, and you know, and and um, I remember doing a lot of exercises where you know you have to do a lot of lifting and pushing and throwing. And um, and I remember the first time after that, you know, after all this training, I'm wrestling now. The first time I ever wrestled piloto. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember just grabbing them and throwing them up so high for the Carana. <laughs> I remember I just seeing them in the air like, oh, oh damn, I threw them high. <laughs> they coming down and they're doing the Huracan like really nice. Uh-huh. And then I would grab them and just spin them around and and like nothing, like nothing. Cause yeah. At that time, it was weighing about like 180 or 90. Right. It was nothing. You know, yeah. I, was, I was picking them like... He was a feather. Like after uh, Daryl and Daryl, he oh, was like light as whatever a Whatever happened to Daryl and Daryl? I wonder. One of the Daryls, I seen him a couple of, uh, actually be a little bit before Gil mm-hmm. closed. Oh. I th- I, actually, I saw them both. So about seven or eight years ago. Because uh, no, I think bit Gil's, longer than that. I thought because Gil's closed at the end of 2006. Yeah, I, I'm going to say 2003. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I seen them both. Actually, they were trying to do a comeback, mm-hmm. but one of the Daryls, um, <laughs> he got into drugs. Oh, jeez. That's he a shame. Drugs. Yeah, he got into drugs, and he lost a lot of weight. Mm. He lost a lot of weight, but he was trying to do a comeback. And, but, yeah. but uh, We had a... Uh, uh, in fact, one of our most fascinating listeners is a guy named Scotty Astro, who actually... He's an American who just kind of backpacks through South America and will actually wrestle oh, in places like Guatemala, um, okay. Peru. But, you know, total fan. And he was watching, uh, in fact, I think it was one of your DVDs oh. uh, from the Olympic Auditorium in the LaBelle days. Okay. And uh, I know you know the story about this guy. They had a masked character for a few months called The Whip who was actually a cool cat, Charles Clark. And he had two runs in the LaBelle territory, once in 1977 as cool cat Clark, and he was mainly used to, um, I think, put over Ron Bass in a, in a short program, and then he reappeared as the whip. But I didn't realize till I started hitting Gil's gym uh-huh. uh, just what a big part he was in the lucha scene. And I, the... It came as kind of a shock because the first time I was really aware. Actually, yeah, the first time I was aware of it was not when I went to Gills, but when I was going to Hadco Plaza. And they did a tribute to him, and they brought him out in a wheelchair. And I, I remember your dad was... Uh, yeah, my dad wheeled him in around the room. And I remember just being in shock because I didn't, I never heard anything happening to him. But uh, I know you talked very highly of him before. Tell well, us a little about him. Well, he was one of my idols, dude, oh, really? because... He had like the Hulk Hogan gimmick where he was put into. I this is the first person I've ever seen do that, where they put him in the chokehold and he just started, you know, shaking his body, shaking his body. You know, after the the raise of the hand, yeah. raise of the hand twice, and, and, you know, then, and that's really old. That's really old. Oh yes, yeah. and uh, he used to do it to the perfection, dude. And I remember Cool Cat. You know, who didn't like that Cool Cat because he had an Adonis body. Yeah, you know, you know real great physique. Uh, I remember. That was the first dude I ever seen do car wheels. Wow. And he was he was awesome, dude. And I loved his name, Cool Cat. Yeah, and he did look <laughs> cool too. He just looked so suave and He was he was he was one of one of the guys I really looked up to. And uh, I think he came out of Gills. I don't know, for some reason I wanna say that. Because I've I've seen him when since Hako Fasa started. Uh and uh uh, the, the, the the story with him is that I think he went to a liquor store and he was caught caught by a a, a lost bullet. Oh, oh man! He just got him in the spinal yeah. cord. Man. And yeah, he lost he lost the use of his legs. Mm. 
And yeah, I remember they, they did a tribute to him and him. I remember my dad, he was crying, man, he was crying. When, yes. And he, he wheeled him around the ring. Wow. But man, you know what what was so so cool? Uh when the wind tapings aired, mm-hmm. uh, when they stopped airing, and it actually was another, it was Wing, it was the same company, and they showed a few, um, like, older shows with Cool Cat in them. No way. Wow. Cool Cat, Carlos Mata. Oh, my uh, God. I think it was Raul and some of the Hardcore Blast guys. Wow. Maybe that's where that guy got the That's a guy, because on YouTube about two years ago, there's a guy on YouTube who had an account who put some stuff from the Olympic Auditorium, Mm -hmm. and it was Hadco, guys. It was when uh, Al Marietta used to team with Mariah Del Ring. Uh, Your brothers were on there. Gil was on there. Um, And then I was going to try to figure a way to get it off YouTube but the guy closed his account and it's oh wow I wanted to scream I think it kind of got annoyed because people were asking him if if they could like get the stuff off him and you didn't want to sell very you know nitpicky and all that yeah because that's um, actually it aired right after the wind table okay and it did have the same uh, 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 sea glass the same uh, uh the wind, the wind thing. This, the logo. The, the logo. logo. Yeah. The wing logo. And I remember seeing Jalisco and, and, and then... That's probably the one okay. that we saw, the Jalisco one. Because that's the one that, w- that was still on YouTube one time. Yes. The Jalisco one. So, it, yes. I, and I, I'm like, oh, man. And, and I, unfortunately, I didn't have the, the, the... I wasn't planning on taping anything. <laughs> so you didn't have nobody, a tape or a VCR. Yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. So, yeah. So wow, oh, how frustrating. Nobody yeah. ever thought that when they had a visa. Yeah, and just, you know, because I knew they'd stop, but I said, hey, let me see if they, they show me something. And I saw Cool Cat, like, oh, yeah. man. And I was looking, I was going crazy looking for a tape. Yeah, you your VCRs yeah. right there, like, nobody's using it. I'd love to see him in his prime, because uh, when LaBelle used him, I personally thought LaBelle missed the boat on this guy. Yeah. He just kept him in openers. He didn't bury him, but... Yeah. Um, the guy just had such charisma. And without sure. even doing anything, he, sure he just... Did. And I remember th- this is the first guy I ever saw do the, the shaking. Yeah, the whole And he thing. would get up, and man, people went nuts, dude. Mm. With Cool Cat. And he had a great physique, man. Great physique. Do you know the story of how everybody kind of came together to start the whole local scene here, like when they got it together... Like how Gill's Gym came about, how Arena Center came about. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, um, like, like all the rest of the wrestlers here, or, or some of the even some of the new ones. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I, I, I you know, uh, in our radio talk show, mm-hmm. I've always said, you know, thank God for this uh, way of communication. That you know, a lot of guys come and they're always looking for gyms. You know, especially wrestling gyms, mm-hmm. and they can never find any. Yes. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, Gil, everybody, everybody who was uh, local knew about Gills. But if you came from Mexico or from nobody knew about it mm-hmm. because it was hidden. Because Gil had it, uh, he didn't have it registered or anything. Yeah. So it was like clandestinamente, you know. So you know, you couldn't. You had you to know, know somebody to. Yeah, find exactly. It. Yeah. To 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 go to Gills. Yeah. And. Uh, so, anyways, um, back in the day, I was talking to what's his name? Um, oh, you know, uh, Bart Bart's associate, Edward. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, his dad, his dad, his name is his name is Lee, and he used to have a I think a body shop or a mechanic shop, and my dad was working with him, and mm -hmm. he and Lee was a wrestler. Oh. Okay, and that's how my dad got to know about kills. Oh. And that's the early seventies. Mm. And I remember hanging around with Edward, uh, Eduardo, and we were just talking about it the other day. Uh huh. You know, like, hey, remember me? Hey, when we went to the beach, hey. Yeah, we were we were about, uh, I was about seven or eight years at that time, and um, and that's when actually my dad started going to Gills, and we started going to um, Arena Center. Arena Center. And this is seventy five, seventy six. Wow! And that was was that the first time there was like a local independent scene? Actually, you know what? Uh, Arena Center was already, already it was had. already promoting because mm -hmm. I have some. Some um, some um, flyers, newspaper uh, or newspaper clippings, La Opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's La Opinion. I'll show them to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. Show them to you. And um, it was some newspaper clipping. I can't remember what year, but we'll check them out right now. Mm -hmm. They're pretty cool. Oh, right. And the, and the guy writing is Benny Leon. Oh yes, yes, another another legend of yeah. uh, local Los so Angeles. When, it was doing poorly. It was mm -hmm. at it was at an old movie theater, and um, and, and uh, yeah, I, was, I remember playing with uh, uh, Enrique Medina's kid. Oh no way! Yeah, so <laughs> the little guy. Yeah, and you know what? My dad had just you know he was here for from Mexico from '69, and um, so he used to promoting Guadalajara. Oh, so okay. he you know he had a lot of good ideas. He had a lot of good stuff, you know, and. Um, he was a big influence mm -hmm. for my dad said you know what we need a bigger place we need a better place as this old theater here mm -hmm. uh, we need to expand we need to we need to get a place where you know we could run up run off of every week yeah so i remember uh going with my dad to check out the Harco plaza mm -hmm. it was benny and bendulion mm -hmm. i'm promotions uh bendulion gil and my dad and I tagged along. And uh, Bendulion was the guy with the money. He had property, he had bank accounts, he had the, um, you know, in case he had a foul out, he's got money to, you know, um, to pay for everything. Right. And then Gil was the, the other associate promoter. My dad also, uh, my dad was in charge of, uh, uh, the beer selling mm -hmm. and the matchmaking and like I said my dad had plenty of ideas well it's uh, funny because when I started going it was 1981 and those were the best organized indie shows I had ever seen even compared to shows today mm -hmm. and what I liked were the opening wrestlers they were green but they wrestled what they knew they didn't try to do all these high spots they weren't mm -hmm. equipped and they would in those opening matches, you'd see just one or two high spots. Yeah. They wouldn't try to upstage anybody. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that that was probably your dad doing the matchmaking because yeah. when you booked for him when mm -hmm. in 97, mm -hmm. that's the same way you would book the shows. Yeah. And yeah, in, in 97, I had two guys from uh, from Leon Guanajuato, uh, Misterioso Moicano and Cuchillo. Oh, yes. And and these were two great wrestlers, yeah, you, yeah. and uh, the, they were masters at their craft. And I go, dude, you know what? I hate to put you 
in the lower cars, but I mm-hmm. need people like you to move these guys around. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, I'm, I'm you know, uh, eventually I will give you your your guys's place, but for now I need you guys to help me. You need veterans to yeah, do that. And, you, and that's, that's part and that was of the one business. Of the things yeah. that really help get people there early. Mm-hmm. Because they knew there was somebody good opening in the early they matches. Were, yeah. Yeah, I had, I remember I had Bulldog Rivera, I had them two, I had Espacial, mm-hmm. and I had El Rielero that were green, but these guys would move them and mm-hmm. make them look really good. So, and plus they were training with them, so, you know, they were, they were, they really knew what they were doing. So, uh, my, my thing was always short and sweet, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 do a long match. It's going to be boring, and then you're going to be repeating yourself. Yeah. You know? Then by the time the main event comes, the fans are going to be tired and yeah. want to go home. Like we've been here all night. Exactly. So you know, and uh, so that you know, that's that's what I was trying to do back then, and that's what my dad did back then also. My dad, he was a very savvy person. He knew he knew his craft. He knew what he was doing. You know, he was he was a big part in Hanko Plaza. You know. Um, he was the one that got the uh, the big contract. I mean, the the big sponsor, mm-hmm. and our biggest sponsor there was Budweiser. Wow, I remember that. Yeah, because I remember um, one of the guys that worked for the Budweiser company had an accident, so you know he didn't want to, uh, I guess, uh, report it to the insurance because he was going to be in trouble. So I just had, don't worry, just bring it here. And one day he just popped out the well, big bomboid and just paint over it, you know. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I remember that. You know, uh, I used to go to my dad's. So I was with my dad all the time. Yeah. So. And anyway, so, so and then you know, oh, you know, we're running a lucha promotion here. You know, we're looking for sponsors. I go, dude. You know, he goes, dude. You know what? Uh, I'll I'll call you in. Let me talk to my bosses and and we'll oh, take wow. you from there. And then we're sponsoring the beers, dude. That is awesome. Oh, I remember how the beer vendors and at the year at my the dad end was show. in charge of the. Yeah, of selling the beers. Him and my brother, my oldest brother. And I love how uh, one of the you guys have so many great traditions. I, I think I already said this on the last podcast, but one of the ones I loved at Hadco was after somebody lost a fall, the winner would take that guy and chuck him out of the ring as just a little <laughs> oh, something yeah. extra. I Ex- loved that. Dude, I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. Yes, yes. Jeff and I kept doing that when nobody else did. I said, Jeff, yeah. they used to do this all the time. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, and then the other thing I loved is when they'd have uh, like a hair versus hair, uh, whoever lost would get – they wouldn't shave it completely bald. They'd leave little patches of hair. <laughs> and was it Fan- Fantomas? I think it was him who came back. His the other punishment was he had to come back with that same bad haircut and sell beer. I love I love the yeah. stuff that it was really creative, but nothing overboard. I I, I love that stuff. No rush. Uh, oh, let me do that. Again. Well, we went through a nice wave of history, both uh, national history and Southern California history with Superboy. Thank you as always for uh, you know. Appearing uh, on our show, and uh, let hope plug, plug is and let's fun. plug Fusion Pro Wrestling. Most definitely, and, and it's going to be every other Friday night. It's going to be every other except, Friday night, except the times you decide to run it on except Sunday. Except the time so it's my birthday, so I don't get to go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, I just want to make a shout out over there to all the people that are listening. That you know, we have Fusion Pro Wrestling. It's a new company, and it's all about the new talent, and it's about doing things right. Uh, you know, we're looking at uh, 
you know, just following uh, tradition and and um, and just uh, basically just uh, giving good wrestling shows. Lucha Libre, that's our our strong uh, strong. Uh, it's not. It's not a promotion that's going to push your one your sons. <laughs> of course, of course, they gotta push my kids. You know, uh, you know, I want to get them. You know, uh, as I as like I tell them, um, you know what, uh, we have to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm promoting doesn't mean I'm gonna put you in the headliner. No, yeah, you gotta start from the bottom. Uh, doing uh, the most, the most I'll put your guys is in the third. You know, yeah. and. Uh, because they do have that natural ability to they do. learn fast. They and, do. And, you know, I'm really proud of them, both of them. And, um, One more than the other? No. <laughs> actually, actually, I like it. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, both yeah. sons are in here, and I think we're going to have a fight. <laughs> It'll be a pay-per-view. Um, your third son said he's starting next year. But you know what? He's, he's going to be. He's going to turn 14 uh, next year. Um, what I really want is for him to... Uh, He's a really high flyer. He took yeah. after his dad. I don't say these guys are not high flyers, but you know what? He's just naturally, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I took him to the gym once, and he just went in there and just started doing back flips and front flips and just jumping. From the I go, hey, wait a minute, where, where did you learn this? <laughs> dad, I was watching your videos. <laughs> you know, like I said, you know, naturally, you know, they they have that ability to just not struggle with a, with, yeah, with yeah. anything. So that's cool. That's really cool. I like that. So uh, yeah, I apologize. You know, my I, I, my my voice is is not that good today, and I'm a little bit tired. But yeah, you know, I'm sorry I didn't put a lot of enthusiasm at this time. But, uh, <laughs> next time, you only gave us almost two you know, hours. <laughs> lazy, lazy, lazy person, you. Yeah, oh, yeah but we'll, thank we'll, you, and uh, we'll uh, go over more history very most soon. Definitely, and I just want to, you know, say this, man, you missed a really good show. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I, I was. I just want to rub it in. <laughs> Not because we're their friends, but these shows, folks, Fusion Pro Wrestling. It's twelve oh six East Seventy First Street in L A. Uh, every other Friday, 8 o'clock, these are quality shows. I'm and not remember, to... they're between Central and Hooper, right behind Florence. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys there. And uh, most definitely, Kurt, again, thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, the other guy. Physical. Actually, when I saw it, hey, oh, wait, what is that, Fredo? <laughs> Christ. For the oh. listeners out there, people confuse uh, Fredo for physical nuclear. So it's, they uh, got the same yeah. seat. Right? Exactly. They started asking me about wrestling. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> no, well, thank you guys, and uh, I want to see you guys back soon. And tomorrow, if you guys like it. <laughs> Very so, soon. So, yeah, most definitely. Okay. And, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Uh,